Well, welcome to the front porch. I know it's been a long time. In case you forgot what my voice sounds like, this is Lewis. And I'm glad to be back on the porch. This beautiful, well, actually it's raining outside up here in the Midwest. But still, it's a nice view from the porch. But I'm really happy to have on the porch with Miss Morning our youngest, our youngest child. He's a grown man, but he's our youngest child. Some of you might know him from Facebook. You might know him from Twitter. You might know him as uh, one of our, um, how shall I say this, one of our premier um, host and leader of Front Just Gospel Conference. Yeah, he emceed that for us. You might remember him. In case you don't, That's right. <laughs> in case you don't remember him, uh, let me welcome to the porch Stephen Love Sr. Ah, yay. yay. What's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? It's good uh, to be back back on the porch. Yeah, that's right. I think it was a it's, it's been a minute. What was the last time? I think last time was what? You and Mandy were newlyweds and you were going yep. through a book that we never did really actually fi- Did we ever finish that? We we never finished that book. Nope. Um but you guys did go through um uh When Sinners Say I Do. Y'all have read that, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, so Mandy has read uh, that wasn't the original book we were going through, but right. when Sinners Say I Do, Mandy has read that. And we're actually taking uh, two couples through that right now as we speak. So, so cool. So we'll come back another time. And because uh, your mom and I are reading it right now and uh, going through it in preparation to be taking folks through it in preparation to just be talking about all things marriage one of these days. And so we'll come back on with you and Mandy. And uh, and we'll talk about, you know, uh, when sinners say I do. You guys seem yeah, to be. Y'all, y'all need that. Y'all need that. <laughs> I was getting ready to say I was getting ready to. <laughs> well, I was getting ready to say was it even only at like 10, y'all 10 years this year, right? We, we just celebrated 10 years. Ten, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was going to say at 10 years, you guys are already proficient at the center part. <laughs> already proficient. <laughs> But look, look, this has been exciting, though. It's been an exciting couple of years uh, for you and Mandy. Um, y'all recently left Illinois um, last year, right? Last year. Right. And so August, yep. tell us, tell, tell the folk on the porch why you guys left uh, Illinois, such beautiful mm. Illinois, beautiful, safe Illinois, um, <laughs> to move to Indiana where they are kind of reckless. Uh, why, why, why would you guys? Why would you guys move? And yeah, you moved to South Bend, Indiana, the, our hometown, the town that your mom and I grew up, born and grew up in. Actually, you were born there too. So tell us, why y'all leave, man? Why y'all leave Illinois? Well, I mean, the primary reason is because we like state budgets, and so we know <laughs> Illinois has, has struggled in that realm over the last couple of years. So yeah. that's one of the main reasons we moved. But. We, I mean, man, since the last time we, we were on the porch, I think Mandy and I were recently married. Year, right. And I think we just had our oldest son, little Steven. Yep. So yep. it's been a while. Uh, it's been about eight, nine years since we've been on the porch. Good to be back up here. Uh, y'all need a paint job. Uh, I see some paint <laughs> rubbing off on the porch. Y'all get that taken care of. But uh, we, we're, bl- we, we're, blaming, we're blaming Isaac Adams for that. That, that was part of yeah. his job before he left us. He was he, always be slacking. Yeah, always, always slacking. man. Always, man. But I will. But 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 Thabiti was supposed to be working that out. But, you know, he's been busy, a little, real busy these days, man. So he's been slacking a little bit, too. You know, yeah, he's been busy. Yeah. Grow, he's been busy growing that beard, and that afro. 
since we've been. <laughs> that's that's what he's been busy doing. Right, right. Uh, no, we moved. We moved last last August. Uh, Mandy and I did, and the kids. We moved to South Bend, Indiana, uh, to plant a church here in South Bend. So uh, we transitioned, uh, moved to downtown South Bend, and we've been in. Uh, what they call the core group phase of planting a church for these last uh, few months. Um, and uh, we, we joined a, a church in Granger, Indiana, which is a neighboring city to South Bend, which is called Gospel City Church. And they're acting, they're serving as sort of our sending church in this area to go plant uh, this church plant in South Bend, which is called Redemption City Church. So we've been involved in that work since since August, and mm. uh, the Lord has been has been blessing uh, that work and showing His glory. So we're we're just excited about that. Good, good. That that that, that yeah. And um, launch date. What's what's the plan for launch date? Yeah, we're launching September thirteenth. September Lord 13th. willing, and the creek don't rise. And the COVID uh, don't rise. Oh uh, yeah, that's what right. I'm gonna say. COVID. Yeah. So September thirteenth this year, we're, we're launching. So um, that's where we're headed. Well, amen. That's that, that is exciting. I, it's kind of special to your to your mom and I in particular because again we were from there. I pastored several churches in South Bend and just felt like, uh, as as my friend Thabiti always says, that there was still some fruit, you know, on the trees. And so, looking forward to um, seeing what the Lord would do through you guys in South Bend. So we're grateful. Church, the cities need gospel churches. That's just the bottom line. That's not to say anything amen. about. Churches that are already there. It's not an indictment. Churches that are already there, um, but no matter where we are, cities need gospel churches. We're never going to have. We're never going to have enough gospel churches, and so we're excited about that. We're excited about it. And as a matter of fact, something's coming down the pike uh, with uh, that we're working on. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and peep it a little bit. It's called the Crete Collective. Just a little bit of a peep. It's called just a little bit of a peep. That's it. You'll hear more about that later on. But uh, it's uh, a nice alliteration. It's it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice alliteration. I yeah. You like that? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so I hope I'm praying that what the Lord does with that will be uh, will be fruitful. But it's along the lines of church planting and and the need for gospel mm-hmm. churches. Now, Stephen, um, yeah, you you're prepared for this, right? I mean, you've been. Um, studying uh in preparation for for ministry some kind of ministry uh since you've left high school back in 2000 right mm-hmm. oh two mm-hmm. oh two oh two 2002 yeah mm-hmm. curtis came out in two th- i could draw mixed up sometimes you look so much alike um but that was um oh two curtis stayed curtis stayed in high school so long you probably that's why we you probably laughed at <laughs> 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 So I will, yeah, I ain't getting to that, but y'all, <laughs> that's between you brothers, right? So, yeah, so you've been, yeah, you went to uh, Moody uh, four years, and then from there, uh, you went down to RTS, Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando, Florida, right, right. and uh, exciting the, time. The, uh, the, the Reformed Theological Seminary. The, yeah, is it, did it get the when Carter was going there, or did it get the after you gone there when, when, when did it come so definitive was it before is that carter after carter or how's that work it, it was right in the middle it was right in the already but not yet when it got oh, to be. <laughs> i'm sure he'll be glad 
I'm sure he'd be glad to hear that. <laughs> he has such an impact on that on that institution. But man, uh, yeah, we were excited, man. We were excited. Uh, not being formally trained myself, I was excited that uh, my son was getting formally trained um, at a well-respected institution. Um, well-respected. Uh, got a little Presbyterian thing going on. We'll talk about that later on one of these days. That's only one of their drawbacks. You know, they, you know, they don't, use, they don't use it. <laughs> they're not using quite enough water uh, when they baptize, and their timing of baptism is a little bit off. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> we still brothers. <laughs> I'm sure Irwin Ince, Irwin Ince would like that. We're still brothers, Irwin. And so uh, <laughs> the, the, the theme, the theme song of RTS is that is that rap song from the '90s called "Sprinkle Me." That's their theme song. <laughs> See, see, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was up, wasn't in the rap music, and I was grown in the nineties, so I don't know anything about that at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that was just a little shout out to our little Presbyterian brothers, Irwin and Lance Lewis, and all those other guys, and uh, uh, Kevin Smith, Chattanooga, Kevin Smith, not not Kevin Smith, the good Baptist fella up there in Maryland, not him, Kevin Smith. Anyway, um. We were excited, Stephen. We were excited. Your mom and I, your whole family, we were excited about you going down. I remember when we uh, loaded the cars up and and headed down and mm-hmm. got furniture for the little place. But you didn't stay in Orlando. Where did you stay? What was the town called again? Yes, the the city that the school was in was in Oviedo, Florida. The school was and in Oviedo. The school was in Oviedo. Okay. And I stayed in a town. Sort of right next to it called Chuliota. That's right. That's right. Florida. Okay. I kept getting, I kept thinking the school was in Orlando and you stayed in Oviedo, but you stayed in Chul. That's right. The little, the little town, Chuliota. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I remember the, um, yeah, I remember move in day. I remember furniture, all that stuff. It was exciting, man. Out there in the country, kind of. It was kind of, it was kind of oh, rural, kind of rural like, except there was a little mm-hmm. store across the street from you. And as a matter of fact, your neighbors were uh, Native Americans. Uh, Larry and his dad and uh, you know Larry was kind from the very first day we moved in and he just said he's going to keep an eye on you and all that kind of stuff you know and uh, that's what neighbors do right Mm -hmm. but I didn't know then Stephen that what Larry knew right I didn't know what Larry knew and uh, his kindness was was real kind because he kind of, I think he kind of knew some things about Chuliota mm-hmm. that, that we didn't yeah. know. Um, we're having this conversation, Stephen, because of what, of what, um, what's been in the news lately. I think it was February 23rd uh, when um, Ahmad Arbery was, was actually killed. That's right. And uh, I do remember that. I remember it hitting some of some headlines. I remember seeing it on, on um, social media. And what happens in social media is that, you know, things turn over so fast, like like the news, like the 24 cycle, new, 24 news, 24 hour news cycle. Things turn over so fast. And so I remember I remembered that. And then when it popped back up again last week uh, with the video of um, of his of his murder, um, things start churning <laughs> all over the place, man. I mean, it was like it just blew up. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I saw the video 
I saw the video of of the men in the truck and the, and, the, and the fight over and the and the uh, wrestling with the with the getting you know the shooting and wrestling for the other weapon and and initially uh, fatally being shot. Um, I don't know what to think about that. I just you know I, I was stunned, man. I was stunned, Stephen. Um, I just I was just stunned, and I was talking with your mom and. You know, and and she was like, she didn't she didn't watch the video. She said she couldn't see that. She did not didn't want to see that. And so we just talked about it a lot, and uh, and kind of it, we mourned, we mourned, we lamented. Um, we all the the mother thinking of the mother, thinking of if there were you no know, siblings and other relatives, thinking of the community, you know, and friends and all that, and and and, and so we kind of just we kind of just leaned into it. Um, like we do when something like that happens. And um, so we were shook ones, as y'all used to say. Y'all still say that, by the way? No, nobody says that. Nobody says that? Okay, I'm going to keep saying it then. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we were, man, we were. And and we were having family worship on on last Thursday, okay? And so that would have been the 7th, because I'm not sure when we're going to air this, but that would have been the 7th of May. We were having family worship. And we we went through it. We prayed. We were done. And Janelle, which is our oldest, Jan- Stephen's oldest sister, said, let me read you what Stephen put out there out here on Facebook because your mom and I were not on Facebook. And she read this letter or whatever you put out there on Facebook about something that happened to you uh, while you were in Chuliota. Is that that way it's pronounced? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Just just outside of just outside of I mean, really just outside of Orlando, like five minutes, maybe 10 minutes. Not that far at all. It's a little, it's a little, no, it's a little further. Away. It, it's probably about 20, 20 okay. minutes so away from Orlando. Outside yeah. of Oviedo, where the school is, some, from where your school is. Okay, I keep I need to make yeah. that make that real clear from Oviedo, which is where RTS actually is. Correct. Which yeah. is outside of Orlando. Right. So tell tell it. Tell the folk. I mean, we could read it. I mean, it was you, it was well written, but you can just tell folks because we're talking now. You can just tell folks, you know, what happened. What what did you write about on Facebook that shook up so many people that know you and some who did not, and your parents and your other and your and your other siblings? Yeah, you know, to go back to what you were saying about the um, the video of of that. Um, that execution, that murder of Ahmaud Arbery. I, I, w- I hadn't planned on watching that either. Uh, I, I knew what took place. I read the articles. And so I, I said, I'm not going to watch the video because I, I knew what I would, how I would react. And so I didn't. So I was clicking on a website and it was one of those websites where the video played automatically mm-hmm. at the top. So I'm trying to read about it and the video's playing. So it kind of caught me off guard watching the video and uh, immediately got sick and um, just anger and mourning all at the same time. Um, me and a good buddy, Michael Aitchison, who's also uh, um, Presbyterian, uh, I won't hold that against him. I will. But I will. Uh, I'll hold that against Mike because he know better. Old yeah, Baptist uh, boy, he know better than that. That's all right. <laughs> he can come home. He can always come home. Always come home. Uh, so we, we talked about it and, you know, what, what he said and what, you know, I echo was that, you know, one of the the hardest parts of the video was that, you know, those last few steps that Ahmad mm. took to the ground when he wow. stumbled. It was just wow. Wow. It was a tragic, 
um, heartbreaking scene. Mm. And so I didn't, I didn't go into the article looking to see the video, but I saw it anyway. So, you know, immediately when, when something like it happens, which has been happening quite frequently, I guess since the founding of this nation, but, you know, as far as video recordings are concerned, we, we, we see it a lot more often, but um, a lot of, you know, uh, black folks, men and women, people of color, um, they, 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 they can immediately resonate. Sure. Um, right. With something right. Like that, because right. the, a, a majority have an experience where that could have been the outcome. They have an experience where um, they were targeted. Uh, they were approached for no reason. And looking at the Ahmad Arbery video, you say, well, man, that could have been an outcome of something slightly different would have changed. Mm-hmm. And so this is what happened to me in, in Chuliota. I was actually running and I was on the border of Chuliota and Ovidio. That's how close the cities are. So I was on a little road, a uh, road was called County Road 419. And, uh, you know, running down the street and there's a little neighborhood off to the side. And so I'm jogging and this is, I just got back from, I put in a Facebook post, just got back from Oxford. I was over there studying history and I just got back from there and I know I was getting ready. I was getting ready to get married. So I had to get my run on, had to look good when I I got married. (laughs) So I was running down the street, full workout gear. So there was no uh, doubting what I was doing on the street. I was full workout gear, headphones, you know, shorts and, you know, just running in the morning because Florida's hot. So running in the morning and I noticed this, this, this truck was sort of creeping behind me. So I keep running and then it, it kept creeping, kept creeping. And then, um, so I decided to slow down just to look behind me and, and see what the truck was all about. And that's when the truck pulled up next to me and, uh, two, two white gentlemen in the front seat, you know, the one on the driver's side yelled out, you know, Hey, wh- what are you doing? What are you doing out here? Now it's clear what I'm doing. You saw it. I'm running down the street in workout gear. Um, and so, you know, in that moment, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, man, I'm out here by myself. I, I know Julio mm. and this part of Oviedo. Um, there's not a lot of us walking around. So I'm out here by myself uh, in the morning time. And so all sorts of thoughts sort of flow through your head of what to do, how to do it, what to say, when to say it, how should I respond? Um, and so, after, you know, sort of thinking through that rapidly, you know, I did what, you know, I put in the Facebook post, what a lot of brothers have had to do. They've, they've had to disarm their blackness because the reason why this truck was following me is because they saw a black man running down the street. And to a lot of our, uh, um, to a lot of folks, blackness is in and of itself a weapon. And so they pull up and, and so you say, man, I got, I got to disarm this. So I got to do what a lot of folks had to do, I got to be extra, mm-hmm. you know, extra nice, extra smiley. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just let them know that, hey, I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. I'm good. And so I say to them, hey, I'm just trying to, I'm out here trying to burn some calories. And they just sort of looked at me and glared and then just sped off, uh, screeched off. And, um, you know, immediately you, you look at that in the moment, you're like, you get angry, you get upset. Um, a bunch of different emotions are sort of running through your head. But then when a situation like Ahmaud Arbery comes up, who was doing the exact same thing that I was doing, going for a jog, and is approached by another truck. <laughs> and it, 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 the reason why it jolted me so much is because 
again, he, he, he attempted to avoid him by all accounts. He attempted to avoid them, but they kept pursuing, kept pursuing. And so when I look back on my situation, I started to think, well, man, what if something slightly different had changed? What if I tried to avoid them, didn't answer, answer too loudly mm. or uh, answer with a little uh, anger in my voice? What, what could have, have occurred? Mm. Um, and so you see the seriousness of, of, of what can take place when you watch a video like uh, Amaya Arbery and what occurred to me down in down in Florida. Mm. Um. I guess I want to I, I want to ask Stephen, uh, you know, a couple of questions and we're going to. But I, I think the first thing I want to ask is. Um, when 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 the guys when, when they came up and you were very kind, you 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 called them even after the fact you called them gentlemen. They were nothing. They were anything but gentlemen. OK, to even approach you like that. Gentlemen. Don't do that. By us, that was your southern way because you were down for a couple of years. That's your little southern way of of describing right. Right. folks, you know. But no, they were not gentlemen. Um, what what <laughs> disarming yourself? Because in because in your in your in your letter, in your letter, you said I had to disarm. And I think this you didn't disarm. What did you disarm? Yeah, I wasn't you, carrying weapons. Right, right. So what? So what did you disarm? Yeah. So you weren't. I'm, I'm. I'll make that clear. You weren't carrying no weapons. So you. Yeah, what were you? Weapons. So what did? Uh, what? What? What did you disarm then? Yeah, there, there, there's. I mean, again, there's this perception that blackness is is a weapon, and so many of the accounts that we see, um, for nothing other than the uh, the black skin, is seen as this violent. Uh, aggressive thing, this entity that um, a lot of times uh, white individuals have to sort of war against or control or fight against. So in that moment, when I say I had to disarm my blackness, it's like they have a perception, uh, as wrong as it may be, a perception that has led them to stop me, to uh, attempt to control what I'm doing at that moment. So when I say disarm blackness, it is to try to attempt to act in a certain way that you think is going to get across the point that I'm not a dangerous individual. <laughs> but even just by being black, they saw me as a dangerous individual, which I, but they had to stop and attempt to control me. But in the scenario, again, a lot of folks you know, relate to that. We're like, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to show y'all that I'm not a dangerous brother running these streets. And, and so you do things that are completely unnecessary. Yeah, I think it's uh, important. Uh, yeah, I think it's, that's why that's why I kind of pressed into that question because I I think it's important for you know uh, those who are joining us on the porch to understand uh, when it comes to to black men uh, in particular, black people, and I think black men in in particular um, of this of this need. It's almost it's a survival thing to. Con to always right. to always make it clear that I'm not dangerous. I'm not I'm not finna go off on you. I'm not I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm not gonna harm anybody who you know. I don't even know you. I'm just trying to live, right? But in trying to live, I'm not dangerous. And I think that's kind of what's difficult for a lot of white folks to understand um, of the way we of the way we live. 
because it's more, you know, we we teach our boys, we teach our sons, you will teach yours one day of of being respectable. Right. Especially to law enforcement. You don't want to be, you know, you want to be respectable. You want to be, um, you know, follow instructions and you want to do all of those things. But then there's that added piece. And that is I'm, I'm following all of your instructions and and understand this. I'm not dangerous. <laughs> I know you don't heard it <laughs> from a whole bunch of people. You don't read it. We've been stereotyped that way in in uh, in the cinema, right. television, other places. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that. And most people that I know are not like that. <laughs> but right. everybody I know that looks like me has to go through that exercise when dealing with you, even when it's not an aggressive situation, even when we're just having a conversation. You know, I have to I have to uh, help you understand that I'm not aggressive. <laughs> My right. passion is not right. aggression. It's so I, I thought that was important to bring that up. And, and it's hard to understand what you were going through in a moment when you felt like your life was in danger. You felt that right. way, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean again, the, the scenario, you know, if you're watching it. <laughs> A movie, but again, it's real life. You're out there, black man, you know, six, six one, running down the street, and a truck pulls up in the middle of Chuliota, <laughs> Florida, uh, a town so. in which many people have never heard of. And uh, they're driving the truck; they're creeping behind you. We, we've we never seen the scenario. Uh, this is this is a nightmare in, in the making, and and so in that moment, you fear. You're like, man, this this can go very badly, mm. um, all for just taking a run. Mm. And so, again, when when you look at what happened to uh, Ahmaud Arbery, th- that is um, that is what is happening. That is what has happened. Um, and unless um, things change, this is these are things that continue to happen. Uh, because again, like th- this exercise that we have to go through to show that w- we're not who you think we are. And to be clear, we don't have to show. I didn't. I didn't have any. Uh, uh, I didn't have to show those guys anything. I didn't have to follow any of their instructions. Uh, I'm going for a job. But you know, in the moment, you sort of have this sort of self-preservation, if you will, and say, "Man, let me just let me just get out of this situation." Right. Ain't, yeah, ain't, ain't no time. Ain't no time to die for the cause. Because <clears throat> even right. back, even back during that time, videoing and all that kind of wasn't was not as wasn't practiced a lot like it is today. I mean, back in that that's time, right. who would thought that's to right. pull the phone out and start video recording and stuff? So no, and I, and that's I, that's kind of a good place for us to kind of put a pin in it for a moment. And because uh, some folk probably driving to, on their way to work, listen to this podcast. And so what we're going to do, Stephen, is we're going to call this part one because I got lots of what I want to talk to you about regarding this thing in the, in the second half, second part of this uh, of this podcast. I got all kinds of questions on, you know, what did you do next? You know, how did you feel when you got back home? Who did you talk to? What did y'all say? You know, how did you is it decompress? Is that the right way? Are you is that the way? You, is that the right that's word? Your, that's your word. Yeah. That's how, your. How'd you decompress? Right. I mean, you know, and, and how and how today 
which is a little over 10 years later, right? How are you processing? How are you processing this? All right. So we'll do that in, in part two. And uh, when we come back, please join us again uh, on the front porch. Uh, Lewis Love with my very, very uh, special guest, uh, Stephen Love Sr. And we'll see you next time on the porch.